What if one little bet could be the difference between living the rat race and having tens of millions of dollars? Well, one man was in that spot. Thought leader Josh Dorkin and I are going to tell that story and have our takeaways that probably won't be a shock after you hear the story on today's Money with Fred's. Welcome to Money with Friends, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement just outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Sihai. And I'm Josh Dorgan, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is the show where we not only read the headlines from top financial press, like some other shows, but we also comment on them and give you tips that'll help you manage your money more wisely six days a week. Big thanks to Round for supporting Money with Friends. Round's a digital consultant that gets members direct access to premium investments, probably not including the investment we're going to talk about today. With Round, your money's actively invested with Wall Street's top fund managers. Open a Round account today to access Forbes' number one rated app for high-end investment management. Head to investround.com forward slash MWF for more. And today we're joined again. He's back to kick off the month of December with us, Mr. Josh Dorkin. How are you, man? I'm shocked you've allowed me back. You have. I Well, I'm not because you carried the show last time you were here. Oh, okay. So thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. you are a month away from launching your new podcast. I am. I am undeniably curious. Where you get to be undeniably curious about whatever you're curious about. Pretty, pretty much anything I want, which is really cool. There's no constraints. It's not a money show. It's not an entrepreneurship show. It's not a life show. It's not a self-help or personal development show. It's a whatever the hell I want it to be show, which means it's all of those things. I got to tell you, every time I have a conversation with Josh Dorkin, it usually is all those things. So There you go. So it's all over the map. I'm sure it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a great time today, though, talking about this piece, which uh, you brought to the table uh, did you bring it to the table for the reason I thought that you were bringing it because it is, uh, the weirdest story ever? Uh, because that guy is me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's exactly the opposite of you. Uh, no, I'm sitting, sitting in the bathroom this morning, you know, flipping through my phone like normal people do while they're in the bathroom. And, and, uh, I came across this and started yelling at my wife, uh, <laughs> not because she's made the exact same moves, but because it was insane. Absolutely insane. It is insane. But I wonder why it made you yell at your wife. But hold on. We're going to see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off the show. And then we'll get back to this. This is Bethany from the Money Millhouse. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money? Let's do this. All right, Josh. Uh, if you don't mind doing the honors, we're going to learn why Josh... Yelled at his wife about this piece. This is written by <laughs> Sean Langlois. Uh, the title is, uh, you found it at MarketWatch. He bet his family's entire life savings and mortgaged his home for a shot at millions. Now he's living the dream. Indeed. I'd seen a story at some point about someone who had spontaneous orgasms. I like how you have me read the opening, Joe. <laughs> at random times throughout the day. That's the best. <laughs> I mean, this is the best open ever. Yeah. That's the best way I could describe the feeling. When I checked my phone, I'd be up another six figures since the last time I looked. I couldn't resist stopping whatever I was doing to pump my fist and shout, yes! 
That's Dan Conway, a former middle manager cog in a Silicon Valley firm's wheel, describing in a piece for The Hustle how it felt to see his all-or-nothing $300,000 bet in Ethereum make him very a very rich man. It all started when Conway, who was making about 150k a year, asked his wife if she could invest the family's $100,000 in savings, which was earmarked for the three <laughs> children's college education in a risky crypto play. Now, I know we're not supposed to disrupt the flow here, but yeah, Joe's response says it all. The laughter, the shock. All right. I hated the fake company culture, the bureaucracy, the endless chains of command. He wrote, like so many others, I was looking for some kind of escape. Wait a minute. Before you continue, not to interrupt the flow, but since we already started, I'd like to get, we do this live in front of a Facebook audience. If you're on Facebook hanging out with us while we do this, let Josh and I know at this point in the story, $100,000, your spouse comes to you and says, all the money we have, which is supposed to go toward our kid's education, is it okay if I invest it in one crypto? What would you say? And we'll get back to that uh, when we finish the piece. In- invest it, Joe? Inve- because invest, <laughs> I don't know that invest is the word I would use here. But m- might not be the correct word. S- speculate? But I think he said invest, right? He might have. He might. All right. His wife knew it could cost him everything, but amazingly agreed to it anyway. As the guy who had gotten into trouble before with his addictive personality, part of him recognized such a risk as self-destructive. But the more he read about cryptos, the more he began to believe in its future. This was 2015, and Bitcoin had fallen out of favor, dropping from a previous high of $1,200 to $300. So, mind you, look at the time that we're lo- we're talking about here, guys. 2015, and uh, $1,200 was the high of Bitcoin at this point, and dropped down to 300. All right, what if it goes up again? What if I put everything I had into this? He wrote, "I could get rich and never work another day in corporate America." After eating up every bit of information he could, Conway turned his focus from Bitcoin to Ethereum, which had just launched in July 2015. As a disenfranchised suit and tie, I was enraptured by the possibility of a decentralized future, he wrote. As a greedy speculative investor, it gave me a rush. He became so smitten with the potential that he embarked on a wild ride. He used $100,000 to buy 6,933 Ethereum at an average price of $14. And wait a minute, Josh, it went up right away, right? Tell me it went up right away. Soon thereafter, he was served a heaping spoonful of crypto volatility and watched his initial investment drop below (laughs) $40,000, Joe. Wow. In the midst of a particularly mm. volatile week, I found myself in the emergency room, oh. struggling to breathe, he explained. The doctor diagnosed me with a panic. You would that. think after the panic attack that he'd stop there. But wait, kids, there's more. Undeterred. Panic event, Joe. Oh, panic event. I'm sorry, panic event. Yes. Is that different than a panic attack? I think I'd just call it an attack. <laughs> if it were me, it'd be a full-on attack. Undeterred, Conway doubled down by tapping into his home equity line. Oh, he he borrowed another $200,000 and ended up with a total of $26,750. 
50 Ethereum at an average cost of $11.21 each. See, he's uh, he's lowering his cost basis, Josh. That's what he's doing. Dollar cost averaging. This, 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 had, <laughs> this had all the makings of serious disaster, but no, the investing gods had other plans. Something miraculous happened. It kept going up and up and up. Between February and March of 2017, ETH shot from $15 to $50 per coin. By April, it was at 70. By May, 230. Conroy Wolf in the hustle in a span of four months by $300,000 investment ballooned to $6 million. But it didn't stop there. In January 2018, Ethereum topped $1,000 and the memes were flying across the internet. There's a picture of a woman here with her tongue out says, when she finds (laughs) out you bought Ethereum in 2017. It was an an unprecedented burst, so monumental in scope that it temporarily froze the exchanges, said Conway, who wrote a book about his journey. It was like a 9.0 earthquake with an infinite number of aftershocks. He got the urge to sell and sell he did. It was a market timer's dream as he sold most of his Ethereum position, wait for it, for a cool $10 million. Soon after he cashed out with his fortune, digital currencies were absolutely clobbered and still haven't recovered. By the way, Ethereum is currently trading at under $200. Meanwhile, Conway paid off his mortgage, took a dream trip to Africa and bought a second home in Ireland. He still has seven figures sitting in his bank. His advice, <laughs> you and I, Josh, might have <laughs> different advice. We should listen to, by the way. Yes. His advice for would-be Ethereum traders. He says, I still believe crypto will open up new possibilities for organizing the world in the decades ahead, and I'm confident it'll pop again as a result, Conway wrote. But I don't recommend that anyone try to replicate what I did. For every story like mine, there's hundreds of others about people who lost it all. I know that could easily have been me. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Kevin Bailey, finally, someone Buffett can look up to. Right. <laughs> and Bill hanging out with us says, how do you spell dumb luck? All right. Getting back to the comments, when we asked, would you let your spouse do something like this? Uh, Ron says, not a, he swears there, not a something chance. Uh, Donna says, not a chance. Uh, Bill says, and this is very important, Josh, betting the kids' money is different from my money. So, hey, bet the, bet the kids' money. <laughs> I love that. Just the That's kids' awesome. money. They, they didn't have any money, yeah. right? They started with nothing. They finished with nothing. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then Kevin says, pure speculation. I think it's cool to do with play money, but not your nest egg. Um, and Michelle says, this is nice. Michelle and Kevin are married. Michelle says, honestly, if Kevin came and asked me if he could invest in almost whenever, I would probably say yes. If I asked Kevin if I could use our savings, he should leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two people who know each other right there. But let's talk about this, Josh. I want to get into one thing first. The big thing I saw here early on when you first uh, wrote me about this piece, he has an addictive personality, Knowing yourself, I mean, this time I get the feeling this isn't the last bet he's going to make because every time you do this and it pays off, it makes you make another bet and another bet. This guy needs to take his finger off the mouse and quit hitting by. Well, well, I I thought the article was interesting. First of all, when they when they say, well, and he still has seven figures left. Now, let's assume ten million dollars. The gain was about $10 million. So the taxes are three, $4 million. That leaves $6 million if you only have one. 
Yeah. Oh boy. Bought a b- b- bought an Irish, bought a house in Ireland. What else did he do? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. So, so I, I I wrote a tweet this morning. I don't know if it, if it was inspired by this, but I said just a reminder to all the investors, real estate stocks, VC, whatever, who have had an awesome run in the last decade. You haven't seen a real down market since 0708. Making money isn't so easy when things turn south. Be prepared. Well, so, and I think I think your old stopping grounds real estate, by the way, is the perfect example because people use leverage in real estate, which means it creates far more winners when times are up and it flushes yep. more losers when times are down. People that go over the top with leverage, um, it, it can be horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, was this an investment? I, I don't know. I, I think all the folks that I've talked to who have invested in in uh, blockchain, you know, financial instruments like you know, Ethereum uh, and Bitcoin, uh, they all believe that they are investing in in something that has inherent value, um, but that value is really determined by the market and and. There's no use to these currencies on a large scale at this point. So really, more it's it's no more speculation uh, than, than tulips, right? Yeah, so right. I, I I don't know. I mean, I I've not put a penny into into any of these currencies. Um, I, I hear people saying, "Hey, it's a good place to park your cash." I'd I'd rather go with the tried and true, uh, up, soon to be launched China currency and the soon to be launched Facebook currency and. No, actually, neither. But you know, there's there is something to be said though about this piece that that is kind of a a, a lesson. A lot of people in the comments are talking about diversification, right? Diversification is the answer. You and I think diversification is a good idea, but diversification, Josh, doesn't make you wealthy. It's under diversification that actually makes you wealthy. Owning a business or owning a single position, at some point you under diversify if investments are going to lead the way, but you diversify to stay wealthy. So, but if you're somebody who's risking your butt at a job, that's your, that to me is the game. And then take your money and put it in a spot where you're diversifying the cash that you make there to make sure you don't lose it. Maybe grow it, you know, faster than inflation stocks and real estate historically being the two that have done that more than, more than any. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, what, what I tell people is this, I say, if you're in a job that you hate, find a path out, you know, I mean, find another job. There's lots of jobs, especially in the economy today that, that you can probably get, um, if it's a little more difficult, start being smart with your money. Start stacking it away. Use it. Invest in some real estate. Pick up some property. Um, rinse, repeat. Do it over and again. And I've seen this, you know, with with folks who are not making lots of money. I've seen yeah. people who are not wealthy using this formula and who are becoming wealthy as a result. So, you know, slow, methodical, smart. You can do it in a decade. You could do it in 15, 20 years. You know, it doesn't have to happen in one year. That said, who the hell wants to live a life where they're miserable? I mean, honestly, if you hate your job, get the hell out of there, find something else. Absolutely. Yeah. He should have gotten out of that job and and uh, found a better job versus taking his $100,000 and throwing it long. I have a- Says the guy that doesn't have the house in Ireland, Joe. <laughs> That's right. Well, and that was actually my next point is that you and I know, this is what I don't like. I don't like, I thought, listen, I think Mr. Longley did a great job of writing this article. I found it, I found it fascinating to the end. It was not clickbaity. It was very much, I got what I paid for, loved it. Uh, But 
I kind of hate the fact that this was written at all because you and I both know there's going to be people that read this. And even though Conway at the bottom says, don't do this because there's a hundred dead bodies where I'm doing well, there's somebody reading this with an addictive personality who goes, this is an idea. Oh yeah. And I'm the exception. Absolutely. You know, I, I would walk around my office when, uh, when, when all these things were sky high and all the young kids at the office were talking about it. And and I felt like, you know, the old grandpa saying, you guys are crazy, get out of here, you know? <laughs> and, and of course, most of them lost lots and lots sure. of money. Uh, yeah. So look, you guys, speculation is speculation. Investment is investment. You got to understand the fundamentals of what you're getting yourself into. If you don't get it, ask for help. You know, if you don't, if you can't find help, you got to learn. Yeah. In just a second, Josh and I are going to have our big uh, last thoughts. And I know that uh, I've known Mr. Dorkin long enough to know he's got some big last thoughts that he's working on. But while we're we're getting those together, I want to say a big thanks again to Round. Because if we're talking about real investing, I think Round is probably a much better idea than, than uh, just throwing it all in Ethereum. Because if you look at how you're managing your money right now, lots of people think about doing the right thing, but then they throw it all in one cryptocurrency. Maybe your portfolio could actually use some work. And that's where Round comes in. Round's a digital investment consultant that gets members direct access to premium investments. What does that mean? With Round, your money's actively invest with Wall Street's top fund managers. The guys behind Round know these people and they generally don't work with the average person on the street, but because of because these people are uh, are people that have worked on Wall Street for a long time, they have the ability to see what some of the top hedge fund managers are doing, as an example, and you can uh, you can invest with them. With Round, your money is actively invested with Wall Street's top fund managers. That means investing with people who can strategically reallocate your money during market volatility. They also get your money exposure to alternative asset classes, those ones you've been meaning to invest in but haven't had time to research. So instead of dealing with a financial advisor looking out for their own bottom line, they're looking out for yours. In fact, here's something that might surprise you. Round even waives their fee if your returns turn up negative in a given month, that's how sure they are. Open a round account today to access Forbes' number one rated app for high-end investment management. Here's what you do. You go to investround.com forward slash MWF for details and how to get started. That's investround.com forward slash MWF. All right. That's enough about that. It's funny that we talk about about good detailed money management on the same show, like, like round, I feel like pick the right, the right spot, uh, there to, to, to be our sponsor. But, but Josh, what's your, what's your big, uh, final thought here? You know, you might think my final thought is don't invest in crypto. You might think my final thought, no, actually it is. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> We're here trying to offer sound financial advice. Actually, my, my first thought is uh, go find a book about bubbles and read it. Irrational Exuberance uh, by Robert Schiller is uh, a good start. Uh, regardless of what you think of crypto, we definitively saw a bubble. We saw a housing bubble back in 08. We saw a dot-com bubble uh, early 2000s. Bubbles come, bubbles go. And when they show up, everybody and their mom and their grandmom is talking about how they're going to get rich with this. And that's when you need to start being fearful. Uh, the smart money usually is. Uh, so I would just say, be aware. Uh, there's always going to be bubbles. There's always hype and mania about something. And 
you know, slow and steady tends to win the race, though uh, we oftentimes get stomped on by the guy that won $10 million putting it all on black. So good for him, but I would strongly advise you not put everything on a single bet. I like that. Cheer him on. Fantastic for him, but not yeah. something you want to replicate. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, uh, mine comes is my takeaway, I think, is from my days as a, as a financial planner, Josh, which is that the big thing that I learned as a financial planner was that I needed to have an investment policy statement. And a lot of people call it your IPS. So if I start talking in jargon, it's your IPS. And that is, if you and I work together on a financial plan, we put in writing exactly how we're going to manage that money, what our, what our allocation's going to be, when we're going to make changes, so that when, when bad things happen, we then know exactly, my client and I knew exactly how that money was going to be managed, how we were going to change things. And by the way, the, the investment policy statement wasn't always written in stone. Sometimes we change it because of changing conditions, but we always did it using logic and having our wits about us and not not just throwing money at something. So my takeaway is if your IPS, your investment policy statement ever is take it all, put it on Ethereum, it's time for a new one. <laughs> And fire, fire your advisor. <laughs> fire them right now. Probably not what we want to do. Can I add to that though? Yeah. I, I will say, I've talked to a ton of people about money over the years and, and people always have this desire, uh, this this wanting to, to go ahead and beat the market and figure out, you know, I, I know how I'm going to do it. I know it's possible. It's possible. You know what? If If you've got that, Devote 1%, no more than 1%. Devote 1% to spec. You know, if you want to take that 1% every year and throw it on black at the casino, cool, do that. If you want to put it, you know, all on WeWork, go ahead, do that. I mean, you know, gamble it however you want to gamble it. Um, but, but, you know, set a cap 1%, maybe two. I wouldn't do that, but I've gone, I've gone as high as five before on my, um, on what I call my sandbox. Yeah. Which is my play, you know, the play money that I'm I'm doing this with. But Ethereum has not entered that equation yet. Send me reason. your play money. Send me your play money. <laughs> Maybe not. Look at the time. Looks like we're about done. <laughs> Josh, where can people find you now that you're not uh, hanging out at uh, Bigger Pockets anymore? Excellent. Yeah, you guys can find me at joshuadorkin.com or on my soon-to-be-launched podcast, undeniablycurious.com, at jrdorkin and at Podcast. Awesome. And uh, if you keep following us, by the way, when that launches, we'll be helping Josh launch that by having uh, a lot of, I will, I'll tweet the hell out of it for you, brother. Yes. We'll, we'll make sure we get some people there. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Guess who's back with us tomorrow? Josh Dorkin coming back one more day. We'll see you guys next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast. 
without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.